Hello everyone, this is your host, Daddy Tidayat. At Kids Forward, I'm also a policy and engagement specialist. Following up on the previous topic on family childcare, we held further conversations with family childcare providers. This time, we focus on the topic of professionalization in early care and education, or commonly known as ECE. You know, the challenge faced by many providers is that childcare service is not considered work. And yet, decision makers are expecting them to adopt a business-like approach to support themselves. Here's the problem. Not only do providers not have access to adequate support, again, due to the assumption of the non-work nature of the work, but their relationships with families go beyond what we know as customer relationships. So what makes them professional? How do they maintain professionalism? This podcast was the continuation of our collaboration with Kate McCrimmon, a Mellon Public Humanities Fellow with the Center for the Humanities at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. In this episode, Kate talks with Abby Abersham, owner of Care Plus Preschool based in Madison, Wisconsin. Abby has been operating her family child care program since 1994. Abby talks about existing professional recognition systems such as Wisconsin Youngstar QRIS and the registering. She also elaborates how she redefines professionalism in childcare. She is committing herself for the families she serves and new as well as future providers. Before we get into getting your thoughts on professionalization and family childcare, I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about how you got into family childcare and how long you've done this work. Yeah, that that is really interesting. You know, it was really a good uh, destiny, I would call it, because I've been in education. I um, uh, my background education was uh, for teacher, and I was. Um, teacher in high, high school, middle school, elementary school. And then I've been, um, I've been drawn to younger and younger age. <laughs> because uh-huh. I thought, well, um, I'm more effective with elementary than um, middle school. I'm more effective, you know. I said, how about younger? And then I drawn, I was drawn to early childhood. I mean, uh, when I learned so much about what really happens with the studies and research that how important the early um, years uh, are and so so much um, you know uh, learning happens in the first years of uh, childhood started with preschool teacher and soon became in like four months became the director I became familiar somehow heard first about family child care that way and I found it wonderful that they are mixed grade one person is taking all of these and so much individual attention are paid to this and um, I just loved it but yet didn't know much about what family child care is about until I became um, familiar with satellite and I was employed by satellite for some um, center to set up a center uh, for satellite in uh, um, Eastside Madison. And then uh, through satellite, 
I became familiar with, uh, with family childcare <clears throat> and uh, looked at it as a very professional setting. That was my introduction to family childcare, that I walked in in professional family <laughs> settings and I saw educated, powerful women running this business uh, and I just fell in love and I said, this is what I want to do. And... Um, uh, I started my daycare at home, but in family daycare business is such relationship is so intimate. You have families coming and you share everything. So you raise this child together. Is that togetherness, that connection, that relationship. And all the studies showed that so important that relationship that for child's future relationship as a co-worker, as a team, as a partner, as as parent is so important because it's just the, you know, building that relationship and consistency of it and, and child learns about it. And then that as well, the other thing about family childcare was fascinating to me. It was that not only you're working with children, you're working with parents, you learn from each other. And so much, I am in the field of early childhood and everything I read, research, study, books, I can share it with them. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. You know, I can share yeah. them as it happens in communication, you know, as daily event, which at the center, you could just send a newsletter and highlight something they know, but this is different when you have this relationship and, 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 um, your your interest is mutual and your parents they are ready to know more about this and when you tell them and bring it you know um their research uh, to to support that idea and tell them why i'm doing this with child well why this the day is going this way and that so relationship is was Wonderful. So that's that was how I drawn to family childcare. Oh and yeah. And can I nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So how I mean you've been through everything. Like you said, you started way with being a high school teacher and then middle school and then elementary and then preschool and then you finally said family you found out about family childcare and was so excited about this different form where you could be the director and teacher and provider in your own home. And so did you say you started in 1994? Right. As a family child care provider? As family child care provider, yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and the good thing was that I started with satellite. I was going to ask you, can you clarify what satellite is? Because not everyone knows what satellite is. Okay. Well, satellite um, is a system for uh, accreditation uh, from City of Madison. So, childcare providers who um, reside in Madison have the opportunity uh, to become a member of satellite. And uh, it's another set of regulation and uh, uh, just like uh, license, but it's more based on relationship 
and the standards of satellite has been a model in the nation, and it's been used by NAFIC, National Association for the Education of Young Children, NAFIC, National Association of Family Child Care, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's been used by them as the standards of satellite. And um, you become you become um, accredited, uh, you have to meet some um, guidelines, and you get a, a visit from your consultant, and you have to assess every year and um, renew by um, looking at your program and goals and see what it is and and discuss it with your consultant. And it's wonderful organization relation-based um, again. And uh, <clears throat> they provide um, not only the... Um, the accreditation also consultant can support you in many ways, uh, providing resources and, uh, mm, uh, uh, you know, uh, being a, a just um, uh, professional support for you as well if you have issues with parents or or children and you need someone to talk to, of course, it's based on individual relationship, you can do that with satellite uh, consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. And it brings up the topic of professionalism. And I was wondering, do you consider yourself a professional? When did you see this happen? What happened to make you feel like a professional? And why do you think that was? Well, it, de- it depends how you define professional. Um, in any field you think about it, uh, one is professional in what they do when they have the knowledge. They have the knowledge, they have the training, and they have the skills, they have motivation to learn, and, um, and they are devoted, committed to what they do. That's what I call prof- professional. So whoever has these skills is professional in that. And but early childhood education is so vast, so vast that it's not like um, computer programming that you lo- you learn and it, it sets of things you learn and then you're done. You constantly learn just by observing children. How they learn, you learn. And then more and more, luckily, so much. NACI is so active for, uh, uh, you know, getting all the subjects, all the areas of early childhood um, resources and books available and uh, magazines um, and other early childhood uh, uh, organizations that you never say, I know it all. It's... uh, a professional is being always up to date, stay on top, mm-hmm. and uh, be willing to know more, and um, and uh, be self motivated in in uh, uh, this field. I mean, early childhood mm-hmm. educator in residential settings. Mm-hmm. That um, it, it takes more to to be motivated and stay on top of it. Immediate, immediate thing that I learned about family childcare when I started my business after a couple of months working, it was exciting, setting up and having children. Then I said, 
oh my God, I'm so isolated. There is nobody to talk to, you know, is, and that um, um, encouraged me more that you got to do it yourself. Nobody else going to connect to you. You have to connect to find your way. So my immediate, immediate group that was in my um, field was satellite um, early childhood educators. So I connected with them. I found out, yes, there are there are clusters that were each, each uh, geographic location of Madison had their own cluster and they had their own support group. So I joined them <clears throat> and then um, I, I, I joined the other organization, NACI, NAFIC, uh, VICA, and became, you know, connected to them, to early childhood uh, community, not to become isolated, because that mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that um, um, we need to pay attention to uh, this profession and reach out to those who do not really take the initiation um, to come and become part of this group. Mm -hmm. So it is very important to connect to them. And that's one of the, one of the things that I'm doing right now and I'm attempting to bring more providers, especially in this climate right now, mm -hmm. to meetings and uh, and uh, make a go you know, a group that they they can share um, their uh, daily issues and um, things that they're doing right now to become part of this group. So they become connected and their voice can be heard and they can be, um, they feel support and provide support to others and to empower each other. Why, like, why do you feel it's so important that, that, people like people in the public listening to this podcast for example understand that this is a profession that this is a career like why is it so important for them to understand that like how well, we, we, they have the visibility and acknowledgement of the field in general it is important but if we want to only focus on early childhood education uh, educators in res the residential uh, is that um, they are even, I don't know, 10 times more professional. I tell you why, because um, as, as, a, as, a, as someone who have your own business, you have to be administrator. So that's one scale you'll be able to set up a business. You have to, so in, in, in a daycare center setting, we have an administrator, an accountant, a program director, a reach uh, outreach. Uh, we have the janitors, we have cook, we have, uh, you name it, um, uh, uh, someone who take care of the uh, regulatory agencies. But in as family daycare provider, you have all these roles. Mm -hmm. So you, you are a leader. Yeah. A true leader. 
and then you have to keep up uh, up to date with all your regulatories, uh, certifications, um, uh, children's uh, children portfolios, um, you know, it, all of these and juggling all of these and doing these. Only those who are really professional can do it. And not speaking about that business in, in their home setting. And then in the home setting, the challenges between the family and business and time management and problem solving. So they are really professional and they are leaders. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at them, at whatever whatever experience of the years they have, because they have to be all of these at the same time. Some providers um, are, you know, have advantages of family members who are willing to help them. And they do, you know, take some parts, but actually this uh, 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 fa family daycare provider is a devoted person, a devoted and committed and reliable person who families can count on them and they consider child nutrition, child safety, child education, parents' relationship, uh, all the regulatories, paperwork, everything. So is, and then beyond that, you know, we know all that the quality is, doesn't have end. There is no end in quality care. You cannot say, okay, I'm done. I provided quality care up to this point mm -hmm. and after. It's ongoing, mm -hmm. keeping up with the quality mm -hmm. and bring it up to date with the research and studies and trainings and participation. That's that's how I see family daycare. Yeah. It's a professional, very professional job. They are leaders, I call them problem solvers. Yes, thank you. It's um, it's so wonderful to hear you talk about that. And when you talk about, um, you mentioned a little bit how you're mentoring. I think another group of of providers in helping support them with all of those different roles that you were talking about, and helping them understand that that's part of this really. Um, I don't know, there's a lot of tall orders with this profession in terms of all the roles that you take on. And I'm so excited to hear you talk about all of that because it perfectly fits our topic for the, for the day. You were talking about <clears throat> mentoring. Uh, that's that's the next step of professionalism. Um, as a professional, when um, for years you learn, you uh, develop skills, you gain experiences, and um, you participate in trainings, and you learn, and then you see, okay, I am at the level that I can share with others and be more and um, it's time for giving back. So I started giving back to the community. So mm -hmm. it is important that we do that. It, 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 was, it was helping me 
myself to feel more professional. Oh, I, I mm-hmm. am sharing this with others. And as a result, I learn from others as well. When a subject comes up, you discuss with, uh, with the group and then you, you learn through that. So this is actually empowering each other, give, give each other support to that and uh, open the door for others to think about that, oh, I can do it too. We can do it too. And you encourage others also. You are very good in this subject. You should do a training about that in a support mm-hmm. group it comes. So this way, we really give each other encouragement and create this community of, of um, providers who are strong leaders and, and they are... Um, role models for the new ones that are coming and then also for other ECE organization to the point that they can think about uh, the system and become critical about the system and and, uh, looking through the lenses of quality uh, to uh, regulatory agencies to ECE agencies and and bringing ideas to them and and um, uh, being someone who really does the quality control um, mm-hmm. on on each other. It's a mutual thing, you know. It's not just the agencies go to family daycares and, you know, uh, oversee them. It's also providers to oversee um, the agencies and how they are functioning. Uh, yeah. So that is professionalism to me. Oh. Yeah, that's almost a perfect, or it is a perfect segue into this next question, which is, tell me about your experience with the Youngstar QRIS. Has it helped you become more professional? And also, what about accreditation? You've talked about it a little bit. Has it helped you become more professional? Yes, 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 yes. All of them. All of that. I am very much uh, supportive of any organization who um, uh, uh, is uh, trying to support quality early childhood education. Um, They take steps um, in bringing, when first registry came, I joined one of the first people who joined registry. When Youngest Star came, first joined it. Youngest Star and registry, uh, it's um, um, they are it's like a periodic uh, reminder to you mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. term of youngest application and <clears throat> and uh, process every step of it is another reminder for you to reflect mm-hmm. to assess and look at your goals uh, long term, short term, and see actually where you are at, where you were, and where you want to go to, and mm-hmm. where you want. And you focus on your on the child, on the relationship, on environment. And um, I, being myself, I was volunteer to go to that, but I know many many of the uh, early childhood educators were not open to the idea of registry, and still not. And um, or or young star, um, uh, it, it, they might look at it as a rating system that is not 
um, meeting their, their needs. They don't need it. Um, so they don't want to join, but I um, am always uh, in support of those organizations because, um, first of all, they connect uh, the community mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> acknowledge excellence, um, reward excellence, and uh, rate, rate things. Uh, of course, m- micro grant helps too uh, mm-hmm. because some providers might get encouraged with the grant that they receive 500 a year um, or 1,000 a year is <clears throat> going to help them with some materials. For the, but they have to back it up what they are going to do. And that is, that's what I like about it because it be, the provider has to think about it deeply. Really, this, this item that I want to purchase, really, what areas is going to um, help with the child learning and development? Mm-hmm. What what is that? And then they might, you know, to uh, rethink it and come up with another idea that is related to what they are writing about in their youngest star um, uh, uh, process. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, valuation uh, uh, papers. I um have two. Uh, just like two or so more questions, and I'm a little conscious of our of our time because I only oh. wanted to keep okay, you for an hour or less. Yeah. <laughs> I know your time is valuable as a family child care provider. So, but the um, other, let's see, another question is: In what way does COVID and this pandemic and the various racial justice incidents make you think differently about your professional, your profession, and or Young Star? and or accreditation like uh, covid and racial justice um let's focus in one because two separate things mm-hmm. um <clears throat> as far as covid covid uh, has its own challenges um for uh, uh, for uh, um the whole field of early childhood education. Uh, it created a lot, a lot more work. Um, <clears throat> and um, it really is a weight on, on all of the, the whole field, from organization to workers to everybody, um, how to deal with the safety and health issues and all the... Uh, extra uh, mice that they have to go and not to um, forget about the emotional uh, uh, effect of COVID. But one good thing is from COVID that is for sure proof that family, not not family, early childhood education, uh, early childhood um, educators are essential workers and how important it is to working family that is the major um, a major uh, uh, economy issue for the whole nation that they have to go to work and children have to go to daycare and how essential it is now they can see it there, yeah. there is nothing to be you know more visible than this for years and years we wanted 
We wanted early childhood education to become visible, to be seen as, as how important it is. Now this is the time. Now never forget, use all these, all these um, uh, evidence and use it for, for visibility of early childhood education, for getting more money, more funding for it. But not, let's not forget where the money should go. And I see a lot of attention is paid to materials and buildings and things instead of considering a raise for uh, early childhood educators, considering a benefit for early childhood educators, considering more trainings for them. Uh, unfortunately, when you look at the percentage, a lot of money might go to administrators, like a grant comes, a big chunk of it goes to the grant writer. That needs to be changed. We need, we need this money go directly to children, families, and teachers, and then to materials. Because if you provide good care for children, uh, pay good salary, you always have teach teachers. Uh, you attract more clients, more families come to your daycare, and then when they come and enroll, your enrollment is full, you're getting paid. And then also the other way is that they pay families. They provide tuition for families to help families to pay because it's difficult for families to find childcare that they can afford. They are interested in certain program, but they cannot enroll because of their income level because they have to be pay twice as their mortgage for their childcare. So that, that's an issue throughout the country. And that's something else that all the policymakers um, need to change their focus. Um, in any developed country, the first thing they do, any budget, any economy uh, decision, any social benefits decisions, they are making the first thing developed countries do, they focus on families. Mm -hmm. And family is tied to education. And therefore, the budget goes to education as well. So that's, that's how they focus and the country is developed because family is not under pressure to pay tuition. And then they, to, they many, many workers, uh, they can afford to send child to daycare. And, and if they don't have any free childcare around uh, areas, a child is left alone. And so this is a, this is a truth, and and um, and hopefully this COVID gonna help that mm -hmm. policymaker to find a balance and put the money where the values are. Mm -hmm. Invest, invest in values. If families are important in any society, that's where the money goes to. So they need to spend money. Um, where where the values are, so uh, that's that's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, thank you for that. Because you asked about racial justice. I should have made those two separate questions because they're both really huge, and COVID yeah. has has impacted us massively and is still continuing to impact us. But also these racial incidents, and and if you want to talk a little bit about that, if you have any. Um, thoughts on how how that's impacted your work 
as a family child care provider in if you have any feelings or thoughts on just how it's impacted you and your profession, you in your relationship with the different regulation, you know, with accreditation or with Youngstar or anything. Well, racial justice, racial justice is not an issue, a new issue. This is this is an old issue century that is it is built in the in in the society this is not a, an an issue today um it's just now um with in, unfortunate incidents we see uh, we see it uh, and we talk about it right now um and um uh, again i said invest in for your values, that's the that's the money where it goes. As we all know, that they want uh, the funding not to go to uh, 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 some uh, <coughs> areas or other uh, go more for families and education uh, than going, for example, for the uh, police department. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where I say invest. Uh, where where uh, you, the values are uh, to do that so diversity be focused on where the money goes um and uh, and uh, you know um uh, equity equity is about power about power power is measured by money and when when a budget a policy is going to the money going to uh, businesses that are certain race and they have more power. And when you look at uh, you look at the numbers and compare uh, in federal money uh, or state monies and see there all those all those numbers are out there. We can see and see what percentage of it went to African American, what percentage went to to women uh, owned business. Um, so uh, that that is the issue. That is racial justice. Um, like, why can't um, someone come to my program? Um, and I, it's it was always it's been it's been a struggle to have the diversity in my program as far as different level of income uh, because because they could not afford their share, you know. Um, and it didn't make it easy for them to do. And even even some scholarship when been offered, uh, parents don't feel um, uh, might not feel comfortable to have some handout, you know, mm -hmm. to them. They don't want to be looked at it, you know, uh, uh, like that. So. Uh, if 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 we are able to help families with tuition, and we value that, and just don't give them, you know, they give some some uh, childcare um, vouchers, and and that's not enough. Then mm -hmm. you need to give it more uh, tuition assistance for the families, um, because uh, when when families are under pressure to. Uh, it comes the monthly tuition and they have to be, give this big check to you. It affects them. It affects them, you know, and then, but if they have some, uh, some uh, help from the government, you know, some funding that makes it easier for, uh, 
for uh, families or where does the money go? You know, we have to focus. That's as again, I, I'm sorry, broken record. I say invest in your values mm-hmm. and values are families and uh, um, put the money where it is um, going to families and make sure that you are providing, you know, uh, uh, wages that they can they can pay for their food. They can afford. And, and we have so many childcare providers uh, throughout the countries that they are on the food stamps, uh, food uh, uh, um, aids, and 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 that's 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 wrong. That's wrong. This is very important important, important job that they are doing in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are essential workers and they need to be more um, acknowledged and paid higher higher wages. Um, and that's, that's something that ECE organizations owe to people because for years and years, I believe that NACI was not doing it. That's my personal belief. Uh, NACI has not been doing a good job in that way. I think NACI had a big role to um, to uh, uh, make this field visible. And they their membership is not cheap either. And us teachers were paying high fees, you know, become member. And then I might, this is totally my own opinion that I think they have not done enough. Um, in recent years, they are coming along and they are doing much better. And uh, even in their national uh, annual conference that I participated throughout the years many times, um, I see a lot of improvement that they are really uh, getting passionate about it and, and focusing on the, uh, raising the wage for the workers and uh, uh, making the field more visible. Uh, to the policymakers, but uh, uh, they could have done better job. I take part myself. I am not going to sit there and wait for organization come to me to make it easier for me. I take my take steps myself. I become uh, critical of that organization, and I raise my voice. We have to all do that, and we have to join because our voice can be heard better when when we join together we have we need to organize you know uh, empower each other and um, and uh, connect to each other and and raise our voices and let them hear us we um, take part in in be effective in things that volunteer yourself like becoming a board member uh, that uh, i i do myself because decision making comes then you're effective there you become a voice of for example for me early childhood education tears in uh, in residential settings or for another one is daycare uh, center director or a parent so we need to take part in these and we become part of it and and uh, make the difference um uh, so um i expect uh, it, all the early childhood education organization to uh, join forces and become collaborative. Stop! They just stop just uh, playing their own drums. 
get all together, play drums together and beat it harder and harder and harder until your voice is is heard. When one organization just goes and another goes for that, this have the joint. Uh, uh, good things that I've been observing throughout the years. I see these past couple of years, um, three, four years that uh, our, our uh, state organization, our local organization are doing more collaborative um, work together, writing grants and getting money and spending like, like we send that we know about. Uh, so um, that is good. Uh, when when we join together, we ha we have a stronger voice instead of, of competing each other. We should not be uh, facing each other. We should be side by side and go together, and um, and get and make this field visible to the society and get the funding um, and uh, uh, become more successful in in that area. So um, that's. Uh, where I, I would say it, it goes that I see they join forces. Mm -hmm. uh, those are powerful words, Abby. Thank you for sharing those and your passion and and all of the experience that you bring to the children and the families that you work with and and who get the the privilege of having you care for their children and have these amazing conversations on a daily basis at drop off and at pick up and to have their child loved and cared for by a professional like you. It's, it's such a, a gift and uh, everything that you bring to the field is a gift. And we're really, really fortunate to have you in Madison. So thank you for everything that you bring and all I have left is just to ask you if there's anything else you'd like to share or is there anything that I didn't ask before we close? Well, um, thank you for focusing on this subject on, on uh, family daycare providers. And um, uh, I hope uh, that this information be used to get more support <laughs> for them. And uh, yeah, just stay connected and you know do the good work that you guys are doing and we we get there you know mm -hmm. together we have a stronger voice mm -hmm. that's a a wonderful note to end on together we have a stronger voice i couldn't agree more so thank you so much abby um what a wonderful wonderful time to be able to chat with you Thank you very much. Yes.